0: We are blessed to have an opportunity to, to grow. When a, when a person, when a person is, is alive, one of the blessings of life, one of the blessings of being alive is uh, the ability for a person to change, the ability for a person to grow, the ability for a person to change his perspective, which like we say many times, um, is actually challenging. The reason it's challenging is because a person is more comfortable. A person is more comfortable uh, where he is, and being more comfortable uh, feels better. And uh, that's the uh, default of a person. The default is the fact that we're created uh, with physical. Uh, we're created from afar. We're created from dirt and we have a laziness to us. Each and every one of us has a laziness, a internal laziness and an external laziness. Each one of us has a laziness of our thinking that we uh, don't proactively think the thoughts that we want to think. We don't, uh, it's difficult for a person to, especially with when a person numbs his brain, especially when a person is focused um, and doesn't have time to work things out. That's why when a person journals, and a person writes out what's going in his brain, or a person talks out, that's the importance of talking things out, because when you have uh, things in your, in your mind, so uh, you could be more in denial about your thinking. It's not clear exactly what you're thinking, and it's, uh, you, you get stuck. But when a person begins to talk things out, and he has to communicate it, or a person writes something, you can't write mishkababel. You can't write like, uh, "Yeah, whatever, 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 whatever," right? But a person can can think whatever. A person can say, "Oh, yeah, whatever," and then that creates feelings. Anxiety comes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anxiety comes. Um, I just want to say Yitzi Grunwald is back. Yitzi Grunwald. I just want to say, right? Uh, you haven't missed the day of Misil Sisharim I don't know what sheer we're up to in his uh, transcribing. we probably in a hundred and something, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, even as I was talking here, uh, since Rosh Chodesh I think so. He's been on the He's been in front of me. Now we're blessed to have you physically live. Uh, so God bless you. Yitsi Mr. Hashem, you'll be zochah uh, to to get married very soon. Uh, Hashem, and continue your amazing uh, growth that not just you're working out, your tremendous working out. Thank you. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, I made a bracha before. Um Okay. Oh, so what, what was I saying? Right. You, you, um, anxiety. Very good. Writing. Right. Writing, getting it out. Anxiety is one big mishka What does that mean? Anxiety comes many times when a person um, is not able to figure out what exactly the problem that he's having, that he's having. Um, and it's just unknown. The, the, everything is unknown. There's no clarity. The more a person gets clarity of what the problem is. What is my problem? What is the problem I have with that person? Why do I get this feeling every time I start doing this, I start doing that, whatever it might be? The more a person learns to not be lazy in his thinking, not to be lazy, um, and when I say lazy, it means just to let his thoughts just be whatever they are, and you're not proactive to think the thoughts that you want to think. So here I'm sitting in traffic. So a person's sitting in traffic and he's upset so he doesn't think through why he's getting upset. He has a conversation with his mother. has a conversation with his father. He has a conversation with somebody who he's close with and he doesn't understand what, what, what it is that he is upset about. He just knows that whenever he gets off the phone or during the phone conversation he's very frustrated. So that is, comes from laziness of not clarifying exactly what the problem is. If a person wants to do something, and a person wants to accomplish something, but he's not able to move forward in certain areas, a lot of that comes because he's not clear of what my expectations are. Right? Many times the reason we get, we get frustrated, and we're not, thank you so much. The reason we get frustrated <laughs> is because either our goals are too high and our goals are unrealistic, my goals are unrealistic, my expectations are unrealistic, or I'm not working hard enough. It's usually one or, or of those two things of why a person is frustrated in something. Either he's not in reality in what it is that he wants from himself, his expectations are unrealistic, his expectations from the real relationship are just, like it's not gonna happen. If you want your father to act a certain way, you want your mother to act a certain way, you want your spouse, your roommate, your children, whoever it might be, to act a certain way. So you have to ask yourself, is that an unrealistic expectation? Now, if it's not an unrealistic expectation, then maybe you're not working hard enough. You could say, oh, they're not working hard enough. The second you say they're not working hard enough, what's that called? An unrealistic expectation. They're not working hard enough. That's unrealistic to expect. Now you could have a conversation with somebody in a relationship. You could ask them, but if you keep on asking someone for something that you're not getting, the question, the, 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 the 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 kasha is on you. If you keep on expecting something from someone and you're like, I, I'm not getting this thing that I'm expecting from someone, so it's not on the person you're expecting. It's on yourself. Why do you keep on expecting something from a person that they're not able to give you? Or they're not giving you. They're they're not giving it to you. So that's why it's very important. The the reason we're alive and the reason that we're put on this world is we're put on this world to change, to grow, and to figure out ways how we can uh, become more honest with ourselves, become more open with ourselves, become more, um, more, more ourselves. When you're more open with yourself, and when you're more honest with yourself, then you become more yourself. A lot of times, a person puts on a facade, and they put on a a uh, a front because they they're not truly happy with who they are. They're not happy with what God uh, gave them, and they have uh, you know they're, they're upset that I have to deal with this. They're upset that this is the situation I'm in. They haven't accepted that this is who I am and uh, this is all of who I am. And that's one of the reasons, as we're gonna start in a second, I'd like to hear your question and comments. It's one of the reasons why we, it's so important, we just learned again this morning, the Grah, in his letter, the Grah says, there's no point to talk about anybody because talking about somebody else is something that has nothing to do with you and your life. People people could spend, that's why I love that Menachem Goldberger line of the dog is chasing its own tail, but at least it's chasing its own tail. It's not chasing someone else's tail. That means when you're talking about somebody else, when you mention someone else's name, again, we're not talking about, you know, if you mention a tzaddik and you're getting inspired from someone, whatever it might be. We're talking about just um, somebody going around and talking about somebody else. When someone is spending his brain energy, his heart, his emotional energy, whatever it might be, in someone else's world, then you are literally like a dog chasing someone else's. I'm not saying you're a dog, God forbid. I'm just saying that person is 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 chasing someone else's life. That means you are... You are a a traitor to your own life. You're not being true to your life. And sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes the reality of your life is difficult. Sometimes people don't want to face the terrible relationship they have with their spouse. Sometimes people don't want to face the fact that they have a terrible relationship with their parents. Sometimes people don't want to face the fact that they have a terrible relationship with their children or whoever it might be. People don't want to face the truth. But when, when a person doesn't face reality that's when you suffer the most anyone who argues with reality is only wrong a hundred percent of the time when you don't accept that this is the truth the truth might be that you're an addict that might be the truth the truth might be that you love uh, something that's not good for you and it's and i'm stuck in something that's not good for me. It could be that I, that, I, that I don't have a good relationship with this person or that person. It could be that I'm insecure. But the second... I mean, everybody has insecurities. But it could be that a person... When a person accepts and recognizes and says, this is who I am, this is what I have, these are the facts, then you begin to live. As long as a person is running away from himself, so then he's not even in the world of living yet. He's not even... He's not living because he's he's sort of waiting, he's hiding, he's playing it safe, and he's watching everybody else live. And he's living vicariously through everybody else. But the second a person lets go of that, and says, okay, who am I? What am I? What do I got? What's on my plate? And where do I begin? And that's sometimes painful for a person to recognize because he doesn't want to accept certain things that are on his plate. He doesn't want to say, you know what? I'm not who I think I am. But that's the only way for a person to begin to make his changes. And that's why we start with Lashon Hara every day, and we talk about purity of speech, of not talking about anybody else, because the the goal of life and the gift of life is your life. Life belongs to you. Life doesn't belong to anybody else, meaning everybody else, life belongs to them. But it's your life. God gave you, Hashem gave you your life to live your life. He gave you your parents. He gave you your looks. He gave you your insecurities. He gave you your talents. He gave you your, every, everyone has their list. And no one is perfect. Everybody has something that somebody else doesn't have. And everybody has mylos, list, Everyone has ups and downs. We're all the same. At the end of the day, we're all the same. Everybody has strengths and everybody has weaknesses. Everybody has things that they're good at. Everyone has things that they're not good at. Lashon Hara minimizes and makes a person very small. It makes a person try and live in the world of perfection that everybody has to be perfect. You know why everybody has to be perfect? Cuz if everybody's perfect then I don't have to change. That's why we want everybody to be perfect. Cuz if everybody if my mother's perfect, if my father's perfect, then I don't have to change. If my brother's perfect, if my children are perfect, if my spouse is perfect. If my wife is perfect, then I don't got to do anything. If uh, if everything that I deal with, all the people around me, everything goes perfectly, then I don't have to do anything. I could just, you know, do what I got to do, you know, sort of, quote unquote. Okay. Question comments. We'll open up with Rabbi Tzvi. I'm sure has a lot to say.
1: Um, I would love for Rabbi to share the concept how back in the day the hunters or people would. Uh, their anxiety. Yeah, sure.
0: Sure. So, in, in the book, thank you, LHC, in the book of Finding Serenity, it's the first book I ever read on anxiety about 20, over 20 years, uh, about 20 years ago, could be even, uh, I don't even know, a long time ago. So, the name of the book, and I would suggest anybody to read it if you have anxiety, it's called Finding Serenity in an Age of Anxiety. And this is, by the way, before anyone would say, even knew the word. I remember I was like, I don't know what anxiety means. People didn't talk about anxiety. The reason people talk about anxiety now is a big blessing. Because one of the ways to get rid of anxiety is to talk about it. When you keep things to yourself and you don't share things, you become more anxious. So what Rabbi Tzia is referring to is is in the beginning of the book, he talks about a concept that's something called, there's something called natural anxiety. Natural anxiety. There's toxic anxiety, there's extra anxiety, but there's natural anxiety. What's natural anxiety? It used to be for somebody to eat, what would he have to do? He'd have to go hunt. So when you go hunt, if you're all chilled out and you have no anxiety, if, you're not, if, you're, if, you're, if your heartbeat doesn't start going up, if you're, you're not getting nervous, if you're not in, in a mode of getting ready to do something to hunt, right so they're, 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 then then you're not going to be successful there's there's running after something there's being afraid of uh, other animals if you're out in the wild there's being your awareness is heightened of what's going <coughs> on so that creates a a natural anxiety and what happens it gives you the ability to fight it gives you the ability to accomplish it gives a person for example just parenthetically but it goes with the same thing If you suffer from anxiety, if you have a lot of anxiety, it's an amazing sign. You know what that means? It means you have a lot of power. It means you have a lot of power. And a lot of people who just sit with inside with a lot of anxiety, it comes from the fact that they have so much power, but they're not using their power, they're not using that which they have for anything. So one of the things that Rabbi Tzuya is referring to is that when a person sits around, And he does not actively, that's why guys like to work out and you like to exercise. Why do people like to work out and they like to exercise and they like to do physical things? Why does that take care of your anxiety? Because it used to be you'd have to hunt. It used to be you'd have to do physical things. You'd have to plant. But when a guy sits around right, and he takes his entertainment system, right, he uses his entertainment system... Right? And he goes ahead and he and he numbs his physical and he numbs his brain. So where does his natural anxiety go? That's what happens. Where does his natural anxiety go? And then what happens is he's walking around with this feeling, whether wherever his anxiety is, if it's in his chest, if it's in his head, because he hasn't he hasn't released it, he hasn't used any 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 of his uh um emotional stuff that's going on inside that's is that what you're referring to about yes. thank okay you. thank you why were you what was what, uh, what
1: no no because i've been saying it over and uh this is what Bevy's talking about and i just wanted to make sure i had it clear and that everyone should right. hear it right I, and i also think yeah, the please beauty about anxiety is uh if you're um, Recently I gave a speech and I had a lot of anxiety to get up there in front of around 90 people and speak. Um, And I started off by saying that I'm extremely nervous and the first 15 minutes that I thought I botched up because I was nervous, everyone told me that that's what made them listen to me because I was being open and honest and it was just showing the truth to me and no ego. And uh, that's what we're, that's what said. Right. If, if you live around people, uh, the Sikhas are there, and we right. all discuss. Right. You know, everyone struggles. It might be different, but it's a struggle. Right. And uh, that's what it strips. It. Right. Okay. Beautiful,
0: Rabbi like Thank you. I want, I, I want to add to what Rabbi like said This might be a little bit more on the personal side, but don't, don't worry, don't get nervous. I, I think that um, the the fact that you spoke and you put yourself in a situation where you are nervous is, is 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 like going hunting. Which means a lot of times what happens is is that we protect ourselves from situations like that. I don't wanna I don't want to be in a situation where I get nervous. I don't want to be in a situation where I have anxiety. But it's so interesting when you do that and when a person does things like that and he's constantly Again, you don't have to be uh, sadistic to yourself that you're constantly, uh, you know, putting yourself... I mean, I'm using that language. It's a very terrible language that I said that because the truth is if a person would be constantly putting himself into situations that are uncomfortable, he would be uh, constantly breaking through to amazing levels. But my point in what Rabbi Tzvi is saying is that we have a, a blessing and a curse. The blessing is the fact that we're very comfortable. We're very comfortable. You you don't have to go hunt. You're getting your three meals a day, and most people don't have to really worry about anything. You don't really have to worry about anything. That's a big blessing. That's also a big curse, because when you don't have to worry about anything, then you worry about a lot of things, because where else does, does everything go? So, so Rabbi Tzvi is saying that he was nervous, and that's exactly what was good for him. That's exactly what sold him to the people, whatever it is, 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 is a, a, the exact point, is that when you put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable, that we don't want to put ourselves in, that's exactly how we grow. That's exactly when we tap in to who we are.
1: Yes? I like believe, Many times that singers, the biggest singers in the world, they say they still have um, a stage fright before they go on. So, uh, and I believe the same would be if we ask Tom Brady, is he sleeping well before the, the Super Bowl? Uh, I think if he was sleeping well, right, he, he would lose. He would, unless lose. he would right. lose. Like, right. Right. One
0: hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. What we see in other people, and we think that. Uh, that person is not nervous. That person, you know, has it all together. Uh, if someone is not nervous, like I'm saying, and someone has it all together, uh, this is a great line. If somebody's not nervous and you have it all together, then you're not, you're not, you're not growing so much. How much could you be growing if everything is all good all the time? Now, it's different. It's not the... What does it say? It's not the mountain that I climbed, it's the pebble in my shoe. What does that mean? What it means is, you don't have to be inappropriately nervous and this about things. But if a person is constantly growing, what do they say? If you're, if you're, if you're not nervous and you're not anxious, your goals are not big enough. If you're, if, if someone right now would, would, would be picked out from here and say, okay, we're bringing you to a company and you're going to be working for, uh, you know, a uh, a uh, you know multi-billion-dollar company. You got to get up at six o'clock in the morning. You got to you know be there working hard. You got to sound your best, look your best. You start getting nervous. You start getting nervous. Why? Because you're you're you you have to upgrade. Your life. You have to upgrade your life. So, what, what we do, that's where this all started from. What we do is we sort of uh, syringe, we, you know, we, and I'm not, my, my uh, muscle is not for heroin. I'm just saying we syringe ourselves and to numb ourselves and we take anything we can do to be comfortable. That I don't want to be nervous. I don't want to push my limits. I don't want to change anything so I could be comfortable. And, and in essence, in essence, that is what creates the anxiety. That's what creates our things. Because anytime I'm in an uncomfortable situation, right, I, I run the other way and I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, you wanted to. Yeah, just, and then just I'll go, to go, yeah, finalize. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, uh, my observation from all the kidnapping cases, when they ask about uh, kidnapping girls for 20 years living in the basement, so when, when they ask the neighbors in the interview, Oh, what well, was the guy's story there? Like he was the perfect neighbor. <laughs> he never said a word. He was quiet. You know why he was quiet? Because he had someone locked in the basement. Mm. <laughs> wow.
0: Great Marshall. Great Marshall. Great Marshall. Great Marshall. Beautiful. Yes, Um I
2: understand that anxiety is something natural and normal. Right. Right. On a Torah from a Torah perspective, is there a is there a, a goal to graduate anxiety and to, you know, tough, um, to overcome it? Right. And not, yes. And is there such a daga that
0: like, right. like doesn't have anxiety? Right. So, so, um, so great question. So, I could just answer on a personal level, um, and I'm not a gadol, and uh, and I'm I'm a regular Jew. And I could say that, that if you work um, through the, the you're, you're talking about specifically toxic anxiety, which means an inappropriate, uh, and I don't like the word anxiety, by the way, if anyone's been to the anxiety groups in the past, um, when I'll, I'll, you know, we've had it, now Mayor Mattel has, you know, does those groups of anxiety, but when I speak to people about anxiety, I tell them, I don't let people use the word anxiety. Because th- that word itself is what makes people anxious. Um, so, um, part part of what I'm going to say is that I don't, I myself, and I always get anxious and I always get nervous when I say this because I'm like, Hashem, don't test me. Right? Baruch Hashem, I, I'm not going to say that I solved my anxiety, but I used to have a lot, a lot, a lot of anxiety. I didn't even know that it was, it's not like nowadays where everyone's like, yeah, sure, of course, anxiety. You know, uh, what's for supper? You know, we all have, we could talk now about anxiety. When I was your age, when I was 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, when I just got married, I had terrible anxiety. I didn't even know what it was. I just had, like, just, a bu- I would call it a buzz in my chest and this f- feeling that I couldn't describe. And I didn't know what it was until I spoke with somebody. I didn't speak to a therapist. I was too nervous, too anxious to speak to a therapist. Back then, you know, you say the word therapist and I got even more anxiety. Because what does that mean? That means there's something wrong with me. Right? But my point is, uh, and that goes back 20, you know, over 20 years ago. So just to answer your question is that, yes, Amuna and Bitachan and working on oneself, a person can free himself from a life of anxiety. Now that doesn't mean that doesn 't mean that there aren 't situations in your life that you um, are going to become nervous right being nervous doesn 't mean that you have anxiety it 's very appropriate right like Rabbi Tzi. if I, Rabbi Tzi is saying he, he got up to speak to a uh, hundred people. Uh, it was maybe his first time again i, I don 't know all the details maybe his first time he doesn 't know anyone if there are People there who are smart, hush of people, you get even more nervous, right? If you're speaking to a kindergarten class, you're not going to be as nervous as if you're speaking to a kindergarten class and the principal and the teachers and everybody's there watching you, right? But I would tell Rabbi Tzvi, and I've told this to people when it goes to going on a date or being nervous, I'm like, they're like, oh my gosh. I'm so. If Rabbi C. came to me and says, I'm so not nervous, like he was saying before, and he says, oh, I'm not nervous, I'd say, you're, you're a liar, or you're in denial, or whatever it might be, which is one of the same. Don't even notice online is denial. I mean, what's the point? The point is, it's good to be nervous. It's good to have, to be, I'll say the word, to be anxious. Those are, those are, those are positive, healthy things that a person can, can, uh, can strive for. To be in a state of anxiety a lot, for no reason, just when you're laying in bed at, at, at 11 o'clock at night, and to be like, why am I anxious? Why do I feel this feeling? How can I feel this feeling? Right, Like I say many times, if you walk into a room... With, with new people and you walk into a room of especially social anxiety a lot of people think there's something wrong with them because they get nervous around a lot of people first of all our, this generation is suffering I don't know the DSM I need Yehuda Mattel here to help me with this I don't know if there's any clinical psychologist here but the DSM is, is one of the books where they diagnose people I'm sure nowadays there's much more diagnosis of social anxiety you know why? Because of our entertainment system. When you have your entertainment mall, and you have your entertainment system, and you spend, you know, 10 hours a day, 8 hours a day, or you spend your childhood with, with her, or with him, or with it. I mean, the entertainment system. So what that does is, it creates when I meet a person, when I interact with a person, I have anxiety. If there are 10 people there, if there are 15 people there, if there are 100 people there, oh boy, am I nervous. Why? I'd rather go back, take a few steps back, and I'd rather, instead of the guy in the the corner of the room, I go over to him and have an open conversation. Let's have an open conversation. I'll send you a WhatsApp. I'll send you a message. That's the generation we live in. So just to answer your question, Rav Hillel, a person and again I'm, I'm not on a high madrega I'm a regular person who, who who tries to work on himself a little bit and uh, <laughs> her, let's see. Her, let's see. and 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 um, what you're asking is yes you can free yourself from anxiety it takes work it takes reading books it takes uh, probably going to therapy I went to like five like not five I went to like uh, different therapies, um, you know, and, and, and it was amazing. It was great, and it changed my life. Watch, today I'm gonna get all anxious. I'm, it happens to me all the time. But that's okay, I'll deal with that. But what's the point? The point is is that it's, uh, it's, it's the first step. The first step is to separate what is toxic anxiety and what is natural anxiety. Again, if you walk into a crowded room or you walk into a sheer and you're anxious, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Now, if you can't have a regular conversation with your roommate and you're anxious, then there might, you might have extra anxiety. You might have, when I said there's nothing wrong with you, that's, I don't want you to deduce that there is something wrong with you if you have uh, extra social anxiety, but that's something maybe to think about, you know, to, uh, to, to address on a deeper level.
2: In the world of toxic anxiety, right. if a person digs into himself, will he find a reason why he's in an anxiety? Or of course. clinical thing where... Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. There's something behind it.
0: Just of, course, of course. Of course. Of mm-hmm. course. It's thinking. It's thinking. It's... it's Yeah. Uh, for sure. There's nothing that's just random. That's... Uh, you know... Th- there's a reason why why you're sitting around and you're just nervous. Uh, there's a reason people like alcohol. There's a reason alcohol sells. There's a reason the industry, that I'm not, I don't want to even mention in the Beis Medrash, the, the, the Znus industry, the industry of selling, um, you know, uh, um, Taiva. The industry of, of, there's a reason why people are doing that. They're doing it for one reason. They're doing it because they can't deal with certain things. They can't deal with it. And they, 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 and they don't, and, and they escape, and it, and it calms them down. It takes care of certain things that a person. It destroys a person. It destroys relationships. Someone was just telling, Yehuda Mattel was just telling me statistics from from the from the secular world, the statistics of relationships that are damaged, that people don't know how to have intimate relationships anymore. Because when the, when you watch certain things and you get it in your brain, you cannot. You cannot erase that. You can't erase that when you watch something hundreds and hundreds of times and hours and hours. Now, it doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that there isn't hope for people to have healthy, intimate relationships, but you're starting way, 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 way back. As soon as a person... Forget, I'm not even talking about Los Sesur, Achrei Levav, I'm not talking about the fires of Gehenem, I'm not talking about being punished. Forget about being punished and averous, I'm not even talking about that. We, we, don't, we can't judge anybody I'm talking about learning to have healthy, intimate relationship is almost out the window, it's almost done it's almost, in, it's almost going to be a time where you'll find somebody who has a healthy marriage, a healthy intimate, when I say intimate I mean a physical relationship is almost going to be hard to find because, because a person's brain is destroyed and that's anxiety he gets anxiety. She gets anxiety. Who knows what goes on? Because you're, because you're, you're damaged. You're damaged from, from that. It's very, very... When a person doesn't deal with reality, it all comes back to that. When you don't deal with reality, and the world loves it, the world, the outside world that you guys live in, that we all live in, loves, loves all of this. They don't want you having, you know, a, a healthy relationship. They're not interested in that. They want your money. They want what sells? That's all. That's all. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how we got into that, but that's, uh, that's very, very important. What were we saying? Because you were saying that... Um, yes. that's out
2: why oh, right. Could you figure it out? Yeah. see two-year-old yeah. kids. Yeah. Two-year-old kids would always walk like, without anxiety and take out their tongue in front of everyone. Right. But It's enough that one time someone will wink and make fun of them. Correct. They're
0: done. Correct. <laughs> And, and, and again, I want to just reiterate one more thing, and this is what Rafael was saying. I want to say this, and I'm going to say this stronger and stronger because I've seen it more and more and more. That is you, the entertainment system. I'm saying it publicly, and I'm, and I'm proud to say it. If you, started, if you started with your cell phone, I don't know what age, you guys tell me. You guys are, I don't know who's the youngest, from the youngest generation here. But what age nowadays does a guy, does a kid start, Nachi, you guys, Rafi, you guys tell us. What age nowadays does a, does a kid start an American regular, healthy, um, that's in quotes, healthy regular kid. Surely help me out with this, guys. What, how old? 12 years old. So twelve years old that he starts. You're too old already for this no, answer, no, for this no, answer. No, 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 Start, start escaping on their phones. Escaping, fifth grade.
2: Way younger. Way
0: younger. iPod, iPad, and what? But but no, good. But when do they? Escape, exactly. So so let's just go, let's, good. So you guys are saying, let's be, let's be makele. Let's go lakula. Let's say it's fifth grade, how old's a fifth grader? To 11 years old? 11 years old, 10 years old. So that means like this. 10 years old, hasn't reached puberty yet. Probably not. Puberty starts at around 11, 12, depending on your, your maturity. 11, 12. So, you, so as far as your, your um, gender and uh, sorry i 'm going to say in base French just so we can understand what we 're talking about your your sexual orientation, who you are, how things work you, you haven't even you haven 't even discovered that you 're not even in the world of discovering that but Arthur, which by the way i don 't let my kids watch Arthur, I used to let them watch Arthur Arthur Arthur, you guys know Arthur right I know right why don 't I let my kids watch Arthur because we were sitting at the table, and my one My son said something like, oh yeah, there was an episode that one of the guys, they, they live, one of the people, they had an episode where someone was living, two men were living together. So that means you're talking about a, a nine-year-old kid, eight-year-old kid, has zero concept of gender. Okay, hopefully he sees mommy and tati. Hopefully he sees male, female. But then why is he watching more? His father's not home. His father's never home, and when his father comes home, his father's on the phone, right? His mother the same, because the mother has to work nowadays. She's on her phone shopping. The father, or whatever she's doing, working. The father could be shopping, whatever it is. I don't know. So mommy and Tati don't have, but who's my life? What's my connection? Uncle Arthur, we'll call him, right? Uncle Arthur, I bring it to my home for hours and hours and hours. Spongebob, we can't talk about Spongebob anymore. Right? No more. Not Mr. Potato Head anymore. There's no Mr. Potato Head. It's Potato Head. God forbid to call him. So that means when I'm a child, listen to this, and I have anxiety, and I have problems. Where do I get my? Uh, where does my syringe of not dealing with reality come from? It comes from SpongeBob. It comes from Spongebob, or I don't know what Rick and Morty is, right? It comes from, no, but 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 I'm saying this, we have to understand what you're dealing with over here. And that starts at 10 years old, at 12 years old. So why do you expect when you're 18 years old, 19 years old, and you're trying to have a conversation with somebody, and you're trying to develop a relationship with someone, why are you surprised that you can't have a conversation? Why are you surprised that you're so scared of life? Because from the time that you're 10 years old, 11 years old, 15 years old, you never dealt with anything that you had to deal with inside of yourself. Surely, yes. Thank you, Rafilah. Ravilla <laughs> is sitting in the shear. Ravilla is sitting in the shear. Ravilla is a tamachacham. Ravilla is someone who knows how to learn a lot of Torah. And he's sitting in the shear, trying to grow, looking to grow. God bless you and your wife and your children. We're blessed to have someone like that because that's, that's, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. It's inspiring. Yes, truly. Really. You're kind of pushing yourself out of your, out of your comfort zone and, and dealing with stuff. And you're always getting anxiety like healthy inside. How would you know when you're crossing the line of
1: healthy anxiety.
0: Right. So that's a great question. If you're, so first of all, I just want to say, if you're a person, you also have to know yourself. If you're a per, you have to know yourself, that sounds too. You have to understand where you're from. Some people have to, have to chill out. Some people have to stop chilling out. You have to know yourself to know what type of person are you. Are you an intense, critical, beat yourself up, uh, negative on yourself? Or are you a person who's extra lazy and needs a little bit of a kick in the pants? So a person first has to define himself to understand which category do I fall under. Because a lot of times a person can give himself extra anxiety by over pushing himself. And a person can also have extra anxiety by doing nothing. So it's very important the more a person is knowing himself and understanding himself, if i'm not able to do a regular task if i can't do a regular task and i'm having trouble getting out of bed in the morning so that's something that's a red flag so to speak why would i have trouble getting out of bed in the morning as opposed to as opposed to i'm starting a new job and the first week is very difficult for me where I'm in yeshiva and it's a new place and I'm in a new shir and things are difficult for me, right? If you analyze each situation that you're in and you look at which each situation you're in and you know the type of personality you are, that's the first thing you gotta do. You gotta diagnose yourself and say, what type of personality am I? Am I a person who's an overachiever or am I an underachiever? What type of person I am?
1: Yeah. Well, that's why you
0: have somebody, that's why you can ask somebody else their opinion also. Ask a close friend, ask someone who knows you, ask your parent, whoever you trust. What type of person am I? Do you think I have, do I need to take it easy on myself? Right, I've had this many times. Oh, so what do I do? What do I do, Rebbe? What do I do with this, what do I do with this? Well, you need to learn to love yourself more. And then you get a whole argument about how I don't have to love myself more. So what do you want from me? right? You hear what I'm trying to say? People argue sometimes with reality. People don't want to hear the truth about themselves, but if you go over to somebody, I guarantee, I think uh, Yossi Tischler did this a few years ago. I remember I was blown away. We sat down once, this was in the the Old Bay Smedrish, the second Old Bay Smedrish, that we sat down and he asked me something about himself. I said, why don't you go take a poll? Asked five of your roommates, asked three rebane, asked your parent or somebody else, what do I have to work on? He came back to me, or I don't even think I said that. I think I said something like, why don't you ask people? He came back with like a five page list of from 15, 20 different people things he had to work on. He printed it out, listen to this fully. Really. He printed it out. I remember this. I spoke about it like that year, like the whole year. He printed it out. We went through it afterwards and saw the consistency of what everybody said. If someone asks you, if you ask someone, if you're right, it's one of the things I love saying, right? There's only one person who you can't see in the world. That's yourself. There's one person you can't see. That's yourself. And when you go around I spoke to someone yesterday. The whole fight of the conversation so to speak was asking for help. Asking for help. Not trusting, not trusting. Asking for help, not trusting, not trusting. If a person is able to walk around and say, tell me now, I know it sounds strange, but people would only respect you. The person walks around and says, what do you think I have to work on? Now you're not gonna ask a random guy on a bus, then he'll tell you to please sit down, and put on your mask, right? But if you go ahead and you ask a friend of yours, your roommates, What do you think I have to work on? What do you think I'm good at? What do you think I'm not good at? You ask your parents. You ask the people who are close to you. Wait till you get married. It's one of the gifts of getting married. I tell this to everybody when they're married. It's very simple. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do, Chuban? You don't know what you're going to do, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? Speak to your wife. You really want to do something? Speak to your kids when they get a little bit older. Forget about that. Ask your kids. Could you imagine that? you imagine being, being? God willing, I'm saying this publicly. Blee Nether, here I go. I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm saying this publicly. I'm getting a little bit vulnerable over here in a real way. I Blee Nether before Yom Kippur. I'm going to ask every one of my children what I have to work on. I'm going to ask them. I'm going to say it's okay. Keep it Thank you. I just, I just inspired myself because I'm going to ask every one of my children. I'm afraid to because I've never. Ask. I've asked them individually when we've had, like, deep, deep, deep conversations, so I've said, okay, I know I'm sorry, I know I've got to work on this, but I never proactively did it. My wife, I do it all the time, I'll ask my wife. But now, I'm going to ask every child, what does Tati, what, what am I, not even just as a father, not just as a father, because your kids, you, we know our parents very well, we know them better, right? Just like parents know their children and spouses know each other. So you want to know what you gotta work on? Don't assume that you know what you gotta work on. Oh, I gotta work on this, I gotta work on this. Every time I go to one of my remains, when I go to a big site, every time, I'm not I'm not joking, it happens every time, that's why I, it's hard for me to go to him. Every time I go to him and I ask him, he tells me something to work on that I would have argued with him that I don't have to work on that every time it's net mom every time i think oh i know what i gotta work on i gotta work i know what i gotta work on oh getting a little anxiety see it's, uh, it's, good. it's good it's good it's good it's natural anxiety it's good uh, thank you so much thank you thank you i need a little thank bit, uh, bit. of wow. thank, thank you thank you yes yes
2: Right. their interest to help you. But when you ask your children, right. they were going to tell you something they want from you. Not for your sin, but for their okay, great. So I'm saying, so you want to know what I have to work on and say if they say, stage, you know, I wish you I would spend more time with me, so that's something more you. Right. It's like, I wish you would, you know, it might yeah. be more right. selfish. It's so you're you're chal-
0: really what they want. Okay. So, Kevin, so you're challenging me even more, which I'm happy. So you're saying, not only am I going to ask my kids what how, how I have to work on as a person, you're saying I've got to ask my kids how to be a better father. 100%. I'm, I'm up for the task. I agree. I agree. I agree. With a friend it's the same thing. With a friend it's the same thing. How you could be a better roommate.
2: They, they, they
0: want to help you because Great. they want A real friend says I want to help you. Right. my personal Great. interest. Great. We'll take it all. I agree. Good. It's okay. I, we need to know it all. We need to know it all. I want to be a better roommate. Good. Let my friend say. Let if I ask my friend. Um, how do I be a better person? Well, uh, you'd be a much better person if you'd, you know, um, always uh, tuck me in and read me a story. After. Right? Wait, wait, one second. One second. Go for it. Go tuck them in and read me a
2: story. That makes you a better
0: person. Of course. Of course. And satisfied. And satisfied. Of course. Is, is yes. A person satisfying someone else's needs makes him a better person. Beautiful. beautiful. But yes, but yes, I 100% hear what you're saying. You're saying that you can also ask the person to help me and what I need. But the truth is, sometimes it seems like we don't always like to maybe hear what the other person. Sometimes you might want to hear from your roommate. No, 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 no. Don't tell me what I don't want to hear. Tell me what I do want to hear. That's exactly the point. No, I want to hear what I don't want to hear. That's what I want. That that's what we want to work on. Okay, we'll have to wrap up soon. Yes, Rabbi Rabbi Byron. Let me you
2: know. Correct. 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 correct, correct.
0: Easier said than done, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Correct. It's dark, it's correct.
2: But and just this morning, I was, I was driving around town, and there was a car in front of us, and you know, he was trying to turn left onto the street, and there was a truck that was blocking out the intersection. This is, uh, I was thinking, uh, Fisher. The guy's like, starts beeping, the guy in front of us starts beep, 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 like, get out of here. He's like, sticking his head out, he's telling the truck, Whoa, why are you blocking out the intersection? I'm like, dude, just go around then. He's the other guy's head. He doesn't even realize he could go. And I went around the other... I lost my left. I went around the guy and just drove right through. You know, the guy's still stuck in there. That he sees somebody else in there and he's pointing the finger at the other guy he doesn't realize. Three fingers. Just move along. Stop getting out of the guy's head and he do whatever you need to do. But he can't move, move. The second he sees someone else doing something wrong. Beautiful. So saying, so my we guy. can't work on ourselves when we're living in the other guy's...
0: What Beautiful. is there wrong? It's <laughs> <laughs> inspiring. It's so inspiring for... For, for everyone, for myself, just to hear, you know, the, the little bit older chevra, you know, showing all of you who are a little bit younger, is that it only continues in life. It's only going to continue as you get older and older. Rabbi Alexander, I don't know if you could share anything, I don't want to put you on, on the spot, but uh, you know, uh, Rabbi Alexander sitting in the shir, he has better things to do than to sit here, but obviously to grow, I'm not putting you on the spot, I'm saying, But uh, the inspiration is, is that people think that growth is, okay, I'm in yeshiva, I'm 18, I'm 19, I'm 20, 21, 22, we're growing, it's a thing, it's cute, it's not cute, it's not a thing, this is what you want your life to be. Life is about, uh, this is what life is. What you're doing right now is what life is, and what you want life to be until uh, the end of time for yourself. That's... uh, Anything Rabbi Alexander or you're, you're 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 listening. You're listening, okay. Thank you. Okay. Let's do, yes. Abhi. Um I remember before you were saying that like about giving some answers like right, like you can't see anything in yourself. Like right? I heard like like all the answers are inside of you. Yes. The only point of going to the Rebbe is like oh. draw the answer to everyone Correct. So you can see it. Correct. All the answers 100 percent All the answers are here, but how does Hashem communicate what's here to me. How does he communicate that? By, the by, by, by your by your friends. Right. By your rebellion. By 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 speaking to someone, by by living, by this example of the truck driver. The truck driver and that car was well, is for also all of Right. Got, right. It's like the rabbi is like William Wolf then it just comes out of Right, correct, hopefully, yes, yes. You also have but to be he sees it himself. Right, right, right. It. right, Well, yes, yes, 100%. Well said, Avi. Right, yeah. 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 It's Nachas. the third Momo Momo and Daniel and Avi is Vamish, like Yaakov Avino, he's the one who brought it all together. The third. Avi <laughs> <Nitzik>, and Yaakov. <laughs> Hi, Givaldik. okay. Okay. Hashem will help us. We didn't even do a halacha, but it's fine. We did a halacha. Uh, did we do halacha? <laughs> we did not do halacha.
2: Yeah, Rabbi Ackerman. Please. Please, Rabbi Ackerman. First of all, Mamma's enjoying this year. Yeah, this me is, too. Uh, I enjoy it yeah. every single day, but the anxiety stuff is. Uh, <laughs> right, we all relate an to an explosion yeah. of anxiety as we <laughs> talk and hear about these things. Um, back to what Shimon Gold was asking yesterday, and Rebbe didn't really respond. Uh, he was asking what's happening in the outside world. Yeah. he so was trying to escape from that, that question. Okay. So I, I could tell that. Shimon that, Baruch Hashem, I'm walking around the Eretz Yisrael, like, and, and I'm selling Rebbe's Torah. And last night I had an afula and a yeshiva, and the guys were not interested in singing at all. So we were playing for ourselves, me and the two guys. But once I started talking about these stuff, you just see they were all away smoking. It's a, it was a type of yeshiva that they, it's not the regular system. But once I started talking these type of, of words, they were just like a magnet. They yes. need it. They're begging it. And yes, and outside here people don't talk about talk about yourself and leave all the trauma and back and forget about that stuff. And we like Rebbe starts every single day. We're blessed. So oh boy, we're blessed. We're blessed big time. Thank sure. you.
0: Oh, we're going. Yeah, Shimon. Beautiful. I want to hear how I was escaping and I want to hear about that. Yeah, I just had, oh, 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 I hear about uh-huh. it. Okay, good, good. I got you. Got, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shimon. Yes. So, 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 so so there's a pshat they say that Yosef HaTzadik uh, when he was in trouble, I have to find the who says it uh, maybe the Eben Ezra it says that he was uh, or the Targum Yonason Ben Uzziel I think he says something like he made a chesh an a nefesh he made a chesh an a nefesh and that brought him uh, into trouble a little bit, because sometimes when we make a chesed anefesh we can we're very Nogeya bedavar in the chesed anefesh we're we're making. It's a beautiful thing for a person to make his own inventory of who he is. But remember, we're Nogeya bedavar. So the so the uh, slant. Of what my chesed ben nefesh is, what my inventory is, is different than if I have other people help me with my chesed ben nefesh. So yes, it's like we learned last night. A person can learn mesil susharim. A person can learn all the holy svarim. But if you don't have someone who is guiding you, and you don't have someone else, that's why that's the importance of marriage. That's the importance. Of relationships with other people Because you can go ahead and learn All the right books But you have a slant You have a specific slant And you have a negiyas That you can't take away So yes Shimon, just to answer your question Cheshbon and Efesh Taking inventory on your life Is the most, is very, very, very high level thing But it's very, very important To have someone with, with you Helping you through that process Very important I would say more than important it's necessary in order to do it properly. Otherwise, you could, be, you could be totally slanted in the wrong direction. Yeah, is that good? You might not like that answer, but that's the, that's the answer.
2: That
0: what? That what? Why I Maybe, well, because maybe, because how inside. do you know, ha- how do you know you're supposed to be more Lechumer yourself? Maybe you're supposed to... You...
1: Uh, no Rabbi, can I think it off? Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, last Thursday at around uh, 11 o'clock, end, I had a phone call from a 60-year-old, um, and he said he's distanced from his daughter for many years, and like an So uh, But I know what's good. But I know what's good. And I told him the body line is what you knew was good. Let the dot dot dot. This happens with addiction. You talk to a guy. You tell him, listen, go to the twelve step program. He says, no. I know what I do. And so you, you, what I tell him, you have a month to do what you think. But if you go back to the same place and you go back to indulging in addiction, you're gonna listen to me. If you to meet so I'm saying it's a fact, we're not objective on our kids, we're not objective upon ourselves. That's a fact. And if you go to like or a woman that you know that loves you. So when a friend of mine that lived in my house for two years said, see, you should spend more time with your wife, that my immediate reaction was to get the heck out of my house. How can you say such a thing? But then when I realize he loves me, so it hurts. Then so you've got to change, and that's what I try to do. So that's all. I'm saying, I know, I know, but it leads you to being angry or whatever that it's time to listen to someone else and that's the idea of a revenue sponsor. Okay. Sure. Even, I, mean, I know what you're saying is very applicable, but the fact is, as you know, You do both. Also, it's
0: I also Shimon. It's both. Meaning, I go to my Rebbe with my Chesven and Efesh. I go to my to my. That's what I said, you go to your roommate and you say you don't have to tell your roommate your Chesven and You might, God willing, when you get married, Shimon, you'll see. You don't need to make a inventory with your wife. Your wife knows your inventory before you wrote your inventory. She knows more of what you're going to write on the paper than you know what you're writing on the paper. Now, you might say, like, how could that be? How could that be? Because you're not married, so you don't know that. But I know that, and that's why Yitzhi Raymond laughed. Why did he laugh? Because he's married. Because he knows it's true. He knows it's true. And your children, forget about it. Your children, what they know about you, they know about you more than, than you can imagine what they know about you. And that's humbling. Sometimes when we make a chesh ben an efesh, when we take inventory, it's very, very um, subjective. It's very what I want it to be. But we'll talk. What? Right, that's great. But that's with another person. You can't do that yourself. You can't do Don't do self. Don't do it. You sit with another person who's guiding you, who's helping you. That's, that, that's different. He knows, Shimon knows Shimon, Trust me, Shimon Gold knows Shimon Gold knows, he knows he knows that well. Hashem will help every every one of us Let's be Zoha As it's uh, Erev, Erev, Rosh Hashanah Literally Let Hashem help us all We didn't do a Halacha or a Mesil But I do believe in my uh, heart of hearts That we did a Halacha And we learnt uh, Mesil Sharm. I think the Chavetz Chaim And the Ramchal are okay with today I think so, I don't know Maybe I'm Nogeya B'davar, but we'll talk about that. Hashem should help us all. We should be Zocha to live for today. Live today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. The only thing that we have in our life is what's right in front of us. The first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.